joke. Smoke every blunt with me. I love that. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, my high flyers. Hey, high flyers. So we have to be honest with you. We started recording this episode this morning and we had a, a boo-boo. We completely fucked it. We lost the first half hour. So we smoked a little more. We drank a little more. We're feeling great. We're going back at it. We're going to do it again. <laughs> And if there was one we had to do over again, I'm glad it's this one because we are obsessed with Joseph. I want to relive this a thousand times. Oh, I'm so happy, actually. Same. It's a gift. It's a gift it's for true. us. It's true. From God. Yeah. That's why God just wants us to tell some biblical stories. That's all he wants. Imagine, like, we're prophets. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't be surprised. So how you been doing? I'm good. I'm back in New York City, back in my apartment. Got my blue LED lights on right now. You look amazing. Vibing. I feel great. Grace, thank you for saying that. I feel a change of atmosphere was really important. I love my room. You have a huge lion tapestry behind you, which is really oh. apropos for Leo season. It's a lion wearing a Native American headdress with a space background. <laughs> Where did you buy that? My friend Gio had it and I loved it. Shout out Gio. Hey Gio, shout out to Gio. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Good. I'm trying to enjoy 2020. Not not working is very bizarre. I've been a kind of overworker for years. I would take contracts even if they weren't what really felt right to me because I was so grateful to work in a performance setting. Mm -hmm. And being forced not to do anything like that has been sort of liberating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's been really nice to kind of explore all these things I like. Reading and yoga-ing and half marathon training and all of these things that I really love. And shit making a podcast right. that I probably never would have done but always wanted to and this year gave me the opportunity to do it despite all the bullshit which I realize is incredibly privileged but if you do have that privilege do a thing you've always wanted to do and never have had the time mm -hmm. for I watched all of Degrassi I mean case in point never had the time finished all 14 seasons are you serious? So you're totally done. There's no new ones. I actually have like six episodes left. I'm lying. You inspire me. We are doing such an incredible show today. I'm so fucking excited. Oh. I don't know why we didn't fucking begin with this. It's such a good fucking vibe. It's from 1999, which is a fucking blessed year. We're doing Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> <laughs> which came out in 1999. And I hope you're sitting down because I have a lot to say about 1999. First of all, DVD players are coming in, VHS are phasing out. It was very upsetting for me. I had literally, I want to say a thousand VHS tapes that circled my whole basement, just in the trash now. I loved the Nickelodeon ones that were bright orange and I fucking so cute. loved the VHS that was the original Little Mermaid that had- The dick. The <laughs> castle was made of penises behind her in Disney recalled it, but my mom was like, I'm keeping it. Oh my God. Yeah, I had that too. Did you keep it or did you give it back like Disney wanted? No, I didn't give it back. Yeah, who did? Napster. Did you use Napster? I did. It was um, it was naughty. You felt like bad using Napster. Listen, now we're so blessed. We have Spotify. You pay eight bucks a month. You get all the music you want. But back then, if you wanted to listen to anything, you were listening to the radio or you were buying every single CD. It was expensive, man. I am the king of having cassette tapes in my 
my player listening to the radio and like recording if a good song came on and making mixtapes. I loved a good mixtape. There's something very romantic about that. Maybe I'll make you one. Oh my God. Britney Spears released her debut album. I saw her live. She opened up for NSYNC at the Nassau Coliseum. Shout out to the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island. I love Britney so much, but I've never seen her live and I feel like that's very upsetting. I know, but can I tell you something? Yes. I'm more of a Christina. I love Christina. They were always pitted against each other when in reality, they are both our queens. I bet they're friends. I hope they are. Also, okay, Y2K. I thought we were all gonna die. I don't know why, but like I, I remember it, but it didn't really affect me. Okay, even more of a shocker, something I didn't know about, is that there was a Hotmail hacker who hacked into Hotmail, makes sense, and he moved some things around, I don't know how it works, but he put it so if you can go into anyone's Hotmail and go into their password and write A, like (laughs) E-H. Like Fonzie. You can go A, yeah, and then you put it in and you can go into anyone's Hotmail. If you could hack anyone, who would you hack? I think I would hack into like a casting agency and just send me emails being like we love you for this project diabolical (laughs) just send me contracts honey are you ready to get into this oh my god i'm so excited i love this show have you seen it before never (gasps) i'm so delighted that this podcast gave me a reason to watch it i'm obsessed i watched it four times in the last three days and i love it it's filled me with so much joy this is the 1999 version of joseph starring johnny osmond who slays he's great he does great he looks great he sounds great Let's dig in. It begins. We're in a school presentation. It's like an assembly. They're all running into the assembly. They're all super excited. I lived for school assemblies. I love assemblies. Assemblies, field trips. Anything like that. Do you have to sign out of classes to go to chorus? Like, oh, I have a lesson. I have to go. Did you have that? No, chorus was like a class for us. We had a class too, but you would have to go for like lessons once a week. And you'd have like a lesson card. Oh my God, no. like, oh, and I would do just do gym all the time and I'd be like I have to go to less I have to go to lessons it's out of my hands (laughs) they're in a school assembly the teachers are the actors and the narrator this blonde gal comes out and she's a hot fucking mess she falls immediately her papers go everywhere and the kids are like (laughs) yeah because all the teachers are super strict and they're quiet when they sit down and she comes in and she drops it everyone kind of giggles you're like oh this is going to be different Maria Friedman I love her she really milks every fucking word. She's so particular. She's so specific. You can tell this is the 90s because her eyebrows are so fucking thin. She has like that cut off top, that long skirt, the black jacket over it. Sneakers, wearing white sneakers along with so it. So 90s. In the faculty who sits on stage is Joan Collins, all dressed up nerdy. And the head of the school is Richard Attenborough. Dude. From Jurassic Park. How iconic. The Attenborough family is ridiculous. His brother is Sir David Attenborough. I wonder if there's like a third Attenborough sibling who's like jealous of the other two. Okay, I looked it up. He is also very successful. Oh, wow. The narrator sings this opening song to the children. She walks out of the whole auditorium into the set of the musical with these huge, intense doors purple light a ton of fog and then joseph walks through it's epic the lights change there's fog his hair's long you're like who is this (laughs) 
It's beautiful. Um, and then he does little Any Dream Will Do. Classic. It's not my favorite song. But I do like it. I get into it. I loved in the auditorium they had posters up that was like camels, but they were all like gold art. Did you see that on the walls? No, what are you talking about? Oh, it was so cool. The school setting had like artwork from the kids. And it was like camels and like Egypt looking things with gold bedazzled. Are you serious? I did not notice that. I think it would look great with my lion tapestry. <laughs> it would fit in. Also, I'm obsessed with conspiracy theories. Same. And for a second, when all the kids were surrounding Joseph, I thought I saw a child who looked remarkably close to Jean Benet Ramsey. We can't put this in, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm living for this, but we can't. It's okay. But then I looked it up, and the timelines don't match up. So I don't think it was her. Also, it was an English production. Well, if someone was going to hide Dominic Ramsey, wouldn't they do it in England? I mean, that's a good point. But then why would they be like, you should still perform? Because she was a performer. It was in her blood. You can't stop us. Yeah, you can't stop her. So Joseph sings Any Dream Will Do. It's beautiful, but he sings it to the children in a slightly creepy way. And the children just kind of look at him like, ah, okay, yeah. Honestly, if someone told me I can get out of a day of school, I just had to crowd around this man and have him like awkwardly sing to me I'd do it true I would do anything to skip gym and it takes literally zero talent to be a part of the children's choir you just have to be cute yeah be cute and have the slightest amount of pitch so then he finishes his song and the doors of the back of the theater open and in enters the narrator holding this I hesitate to say gorgeous but it is a coat of many different colors I say call it gorgeous bitch I don't know it's a little much it looks like a piece of fruit striped gum <laughs> This next song that happens, mm -hmm. Jacob and Sons, is one of my favorite musical theater songs ever. Oh, I thought you were going to say something bad about it, because I love... No. I fucking live and die for this song. I went on a run the other day listening to this. Pumped as fuck. I ran faster than ever. I was living my dream. It was so good. Narrator is such a cool role. That bitch belts her face off. Yeah. This song and the next one, what is it called? Joseph's Coat? Yes. Those two, best two in the numbers in the show, I think. I love them. I mean, start strong. Okay, so in Jacob and sons we meet jacob and his sons <laughs> i thought it was weird how when the brothers introduced themselves how they like, scream their names ruben <laughs> <laughs> so jacob has 12 sons he's pretty indifferent about 11 of them but he's fucking obsessed with joseph his really sexy son born from his favorite wife he definitely prefers joseph to the others don't you think that's kind of fucked up no i think everyone has a favorite kid i think they're lying when they say the love everyone the same. Do you think you're the favorite? Because you're not an only child. Oh, absolutely. No, I have a younger brother. I'm definitely the favorite. Oh my God. I think I'm my dad's favorite. I think my brother was my mom's favorite. Oh, but that's fair, I guess. Yeah. We must discuss Joseph's Coat. It's another of my favorite songs in this whole thing. It's so good. So Richard Attenborough took all of his Jurassic Park money and used it to buy Joseph <laughs> this rainbow coat straight from <laughs> Cherry Grove on Fire Island. Do you think that he ever gave the brothers anything even slightly? as important. No, that's why they're pissed. I can't believe these grown-up burly men want that coat. Who doesn't want that coat? It's also the desert. It's very hot. Who wants a coat in the desert? It gets cold at night in the desert. Oh, I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Canaan. Can Canaan. 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 It always Kanan. takes me like eight tries. It's like Kalisa Matthews. I have to. Kalisa Matthews. <laughs> 
Joseph fucking lives for it. And it kind of creates this amazing musical number where Joseph is just thriving, talking about how amazing he feels in it. Yeah, he's spinning in the coat. He's just looking at the seams. He just can't get over this fucking coat. He's he's shocked. Yeah. (laughs) Paddle turns for days. Yeah. But the song is so good. When I was watching it. With a special friend. With a special friend, Nicolas Cage. (laughs) And Nicolas Cage was like, this is such a great way to teach kids colors. And I realized like, okay, this started as a children's show. Like, it makes sense. But this would be one of the shows I would show a child first, even though it's kind of fucking crazy and weird. Yeah. It's weird, but it's not that weird. It's no weirder than Sesame Street. Yeah. Like, what is Oscar the Grouch? Okay. I don't, I have, like, no idea. <laughs> He's a nug. He's a nug. He's a weed nug. He's one of us. <laughs> but good ass point. To be honest, all children's programming is fucking weird. I used to watch Yo Gabba Gabba, and I wasn't a child or sober while I was doing it. Did you watch um, Gullah Gullah Island? No, I never saw that one. Oh. Should I watch it now? It was good. I mean, yeah. I like returning to children's things as an adult. Mm-hmm. I find it fun. Or like ones from other cultures I find very interesting. There's this Finnish show called Moomins, and it's one of my favorites. I found it when I was like 20, and I love it. Sometimes me and my roommate, Julia, we get stoned, and we YouTube Disney sing-alongs when we were kids, and we just get stoned and sing along. Oh, my God. Is that weird? I loved those. <laughs> the video quality was the worst. Mm-hmm. And it has like the, the red FBI warning before it starts. Oh, my God. Now they're like, it's fine. Just download everything. Yeah. Shout out to Julia. Hey, girl. You know how there's those parents who like really want to have gay children? Like they try to make their straight sons gay. Yes. I feel like that's what Jacob's like. Like he's forcing this rainbow coat on him. <laughs> but he likes it. Joseph loves it. And his brothers are fake. They're all like, oh, Joseph, fuck you behind his back. But jealousy's real. I get that. And then we get to Joseph's dream number. Where we find out he has these dreams of the future. He can predict what's going to happen. I didn't like the um the dancing core. Oh my God. So he has this dream that Corn tells him what's going to happen. So we have these ballet dancers in full head to toe black bodysuits, but then they have these bodices on that look like corn. It was fucking scary. These corns dancing at him. It is really fucking weird. It was like American Horror Story, like the Bible. <laughs> have you been having crazy dreams? Is corn involved? Well, have a drink. Have a smoke. Love always. Your narrator. The Joseph's Dream Songs gets very jazzy and very sexual. Like she takes her jacket off her shoulder and she's kind of licking her lip. It gets very sensual. It does because the narrator floats through all of these things as kind of an external character. And I like the idea that she enjoys every bit of it. Yeah. So at the end of the song, they decide they've had enough and they're going to get rid of poor Joseph. So they're in their desert, and they pretty much attack Joseph. It's so savage. And throw him into a well. (laughs) (laughs) And then a pair of Ishmaelites come by on a camel who look like Dementors. Those puppets were scary. (laughs) Why don't they show them? I don't know why they just didn't have people. Those puppets were frightening. The puppets are like slumped over. You don't really see their faces. Like, it's just weird. Okay, I was like, holy shit. These 11 brothers just like tried to murder, sold their brother, covered it up and tricked their father. I'm like, if this was today, this would be the greatest true crime podcast. It was so easy to murder in biblical times. It was so, there's no DNA. There's no cameras. No one gives a fuck. Everyone murdered everyone. You could say, oh yeah, the camel bit him. And who would not believe that? They framed the murder of Joseph on a goat, not an aggressive animal even. And they cover his beautiful coat of many colors 
in goat blood. What the fuck? Sorry, I was taking a hit. <laughs> Are they fucking okay? They ripped apart a goat. I didn't like that part when they were posing with the goat body parts. I'm like, these guys are sick. I mean, I get jealous. I'm a very jealous person. Are you? But I would never cover up a murder, rip up a goat, and lie about it. I don't think I have it in me to rip up a goat. I don't think I have that. <laughs> I like when during Poor Poor Joseph, they show the child's reactions of all of this, and the children are either extremely overacting, like, whoa, or they're completely bewildered heartbroken there was one little girl they kept showing she just had one tooth and the rest were all <laughs> gone and you know what it was they kept showing her i didn't like that one i mostly don't find children cute i wouldn't say i'm a kid person or an animal person but when i find a kid or an animal i love i'm like obsessed it's about the individual but overall they're not cute children oh my god yeah <laughs> Okay, Mrs. Hannigan. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so they sell him into slavery. And then they go to their father, poor Jacob. One more angel. This song is country western. Yeah, each song is like a different genre. So they tell Jacob, look, Joseph got attacked by a goat. He's no longer with us. <laughs> we found his his rainbow coat and it's blood. There's goat blood. You can tell it's goat blood. It's such a bad excuse for why this hot, strong man died. Yeah, there was not like a bigger animal in the desert. Desert? What else is in the desert? Like a... I don't know. I can only think of camels right now. Oh, like a scorpion. Some kind of snake. But I guess if a scorpion bit him, you would show the body. It had to be something to tear him apart. So One More Angel. It's not my favorite song, but I do love the, the dance break. After Jacob leaves, they all rejoice. I love that dance break. And I love that these brothers are not like ripped dancers. They're like bigger men. They're a little older. Yeah. And they're all dancing their fucking faces off. I feel like you don't see that anymore. It's really fucking fun. And they're all very different from one another. I wish there was more diversity ethnicity wise. This is what we want to see. We want to see people that we see every day. And then we go to Potiphar who bought Joseph. The set is amazing. The set looks like the Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson screen video. Completely. Right? <laughs> it's monochromatic, black and white, tons of mirrors, geometrical shapes. It is fucking fun. And everyone has like their hair slicked, like a white streak, like some powder on their face. Everything's black and white. But it's interesting. So they look at Potiphar as he's like the Rockefeller of his time because he invested in pyramids. He's not a king, right? He's just rich. No, he's just super rich. He he takes a liking to Joseph. Yes. Potiphar loves Joseph because he's like smarter than all his other slaves. Joseph ends up liking Potiphar. So he's like, well, I'm going to work harder because I like him. And Potiphar's wife, Joan Collins, a la Dynasty fame. Mrs. Robinson, sort of. A little older, sexual. She sees him and is like, I want to fuck you, Joseph. I will say I thought her dance break could have been more sexual. It was her just taking off his jacket the whole time. Like, I think it could have been like some grinding, like more feeling, some kissing, maybe a light dry hump. You know what I mean? Like something. I think in reality, we need Potiphar's wife to be truly a sexual dancing queen. I guess it is a children's show too. I forgot about that. At the same time, she still needs to get the point across and she doesn't have a lot to do it. She doesn't have a lot of lines. She needs to physically sell it. I guess I'm just thinking about my dry hump idea. 
that probably wouldn't work. You'd love dry humping it. Yeah, but for children, it would work. That's also true. Learning. Joan fucking Collins, her outfit also with the nude bit on her boobies with the pasties is gorgeous. She's an icon. She is kind of, right? She is everything I want to be now, in the future, forever. People say that all the time. Oh, she's an icon. You're an icon. But I think she really is an icon. I loved her long cigarette she had. I want to smoke a joint out of that. I've always wanted one of those. I'm pretending right now that I have one. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. He looks like Sally Bowles and Cabaret. Oh, baby, thank you. Wow, flattery. <laughs> she tries to seduce him. Potiphar walks in. And he is distraught. It's like WTF. He's screaming his head off. He's stomping. He's shaking his fist like a Mario villain. He's angry. <laughs> <laughs> and he throws Joseph in jail. They throw him down a well of jail. Stop it. And he's like, whoa. I fucking died. He fucking died. This is the best thing I've ever fucking seen. It's like the first computer graphics ever. <laughs> and there's like a swooshing sound as he falls. <laughs> and he's committed. I couldn't read one of my notes. I've been sitting here trying to figure it out. And it says, do you think Grace is panting at Donnie Osmond shirtless or is he too young for her? <laughs> Fuck you. He looks fucking cute. You know, I always think, though, I wish his hair had more volume at the top. You know, you think it's too flat up there. It's too flat. He needs to tease it a bit. Yeah, you want a bit, a bit of a lift in front. Yeah, how New Jersey do I sound right now? Yeah. <laughs> Where's his bump it? Yeah. <laughs> so close every door to me. I was so distracted because the floor of his jail was um the Target logo. I love Target. Who doesn't? This might be my favorite song in the bunch. <laughs> Really? I live for a dramatic ballad by a bitch that can sing it. Oh, and no. Donny Osmond sings it. Yeah, he sounds great. And all the children come on stage with candles. That's what I hate about it. Because <laughs> you hate children. Go, go, Joe finale. He's in his cell. He meets the butcher and the baker. It says they did something to Pharaoh the King, both in the doghouse for doing their thing. Were they fucking? What does that mean? Both in the doghouse for doing their thing. Would people really give a shit that much back then? Because back then I feel like they all fucked everyone. It was almost weird if you didn't. Unless it's like the Bible's not specific why these people are in jail. So Android Weber didn't know. So he's like, ah, they're in there for uh, doing their thing. That's the deepest part of all this. I'm like, let these homos live. I pictured it's fellatio in, in the pantry and they got caught. I don't know why that is what I pictured. That's hot. Well, we never know. But they're like, hey, Joseph, you can tell dreams. Let me tell you about what I dreamed about. And then let me know like, what's up? Oh my God, it's not Butcher and Baker. It's a butler. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a butler and the baker. Yeah, and he tells the the butler that, yeah, things are looking good. You're going to be out of here soon. Pharaoh's going to make you his butler. You're okay. And then the butcher, no, the baker tells his dreams and just is like, pretty much you're fucked. He's going to kill you. Your execution date is set. They're dressed very weirdly too. The butler is dressed like a bumblebee. He looks like, they both look like rich people in the Hunger Games. Completely. So then we end act one with everyone, all the prisoners going, go, go, Joe, go, go, Joe. And they take off their hoods and they're wearing like 60s, trippy. Very weird, quirky. 60s bright. And then all of a sudden that old man came out in the center. <laughs> Who the fuck was he? He looked like Gandalf the Gay. He had like flowers around his neck and he was like 
putting flowers on them. Like, who was that? After I had seen it, even, I was like, oh, I'm sure he plays a part and I just forgot. No. But it's trippy. It's the best way to end the first act. It's fun. You're laughing. You're like, what's going on? The choreo is lit, but it's also funny. Yeah. I live for it. I think everyone in this number is in on it. This is fucking ridiculous. And that's act one. All right, let's take a hit. Ugh, got that my brother's got a new coat and I'm jealous blues. Take a hit. Take a drink. As Donny Osmond says, any buzz will do. Act two starts with Pharaoh's story. Mm-hmm. What a boring fucking start. You know what? I'm gonna have to agree to disagree. Really? It was just her and a chair and I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it was my potty break, girl. No, I get it. I get it. And even the very end with her final money note and she's like reaching to the heavens. And yeah, you didn't like that? I love that. That was the best part of it. Also, because it was over. You just wanted more lights. You're what's wrong with America today. <laughs> You want to more glitz and lights, baby. <laughs> I'm here for the razzle-dazzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In my days, we just told stories. We didn't need <laughs> spectacles. Around the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> we used smoke signals to tell our stories. And we spoke in Morse code. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. So, okay. What does she even say in that number? She, I will tell you exactly what she's saying. Great. <laughs> she's setting up everything. She's setting up that the Pharaoh has been having some bad dreams, which is important because we know who interprets dreams. Joseph. Joseph. And Joseph is in jail, suffering still, but pretty soon he's going to be summoned. Jail doesn't seem that bad. When we last saw him, he was doing Go Go Joe and all those amazing colorful dancers were dancing with him. I don't know that jail is that rough for Yosef. Well, you don't just sit in a cell. You ever see Orange is the New Black? <laughs> okay, so the Pharaoh's butler is the same butler from the prison. Right, right. That one, who Joseph helped. And he's like, Pharaoh, I see you've been having these dreams. Like, I know a guy. He'll help you with your dreams, but he's in your prison. So you gotta get him out. And the Pharaoh seems pretty cool. The Pharaoh is pretty open to, like, hearing shit out. Well, I think he just wants his nightmares to stop. That's true. Maybe it's selfish. He's just like, I need this to end. I'm dreaming about corn again. I think it's very selfish, yeah. Yeah. If I was dreaming about those freaky corns from Act 1, I would do anything to get those dreams away. (laughs) I'll never see it the same way again after this fucking show. Getting corn now. Thanks, Angela and Weber. Song of the king. So we have our pharaoh and he's explaining his dream to Joseph all of the style of Elvis. I was not prepared. I just wasn't. I didn't know what a huge production number this would be. I was so into it. All of the dancers in their amazing costumes. There's so many different things going on in this ginormous stage. I love the ensemble girls who are all in blue. They look like avatars. They are so cute as well. Like when the one is freaking out because she's so excited that the king, the pharaoh is talking to her. I was like, that girl a star. One of my notes says we danced, we hugged, I kissed her. What does that mean? <laughs> we danced. What did that mean? <laughs> we hugged, I kissed We danced, her. we hugged. It's so cryptic. I kissed her. The next one says knee at one point. <laughs> What do these mean? (laughs) Babe, I could not help you with that. We danced, we hugged, I kissed her. What could that be? What what could that be? I don't know. We danced, (laughs) we hugged, and I kissed her. Hashtag, we danced, we hugged, I kissed her. I don't know. Okay, well, (laughs) Joseph explains the dream. So now he, typical Joseph, he worked his way back up, and now he's like Pharaoh's right-hand man. And the Pharaoh is even a little like, oh no. 
oh, now he's getting the attention. But I don't know. It doesn't seem to be a problem in the end. Because Joseph doesn't want the attention. So as soon as Pharaoh's like, hey, they run back over to him. Yeah, true, true, true. Joseph is so sweet. He's so genuine. Not scheming at all. Yeah. But he feels schemy. Well, to people who don't know any better because he's smart and he gets his way and he works his way up kind of thing. And I think that intimidates yeah. everyone around him. We all need Joseph energy in our lives. Yeah. So Joseph's doing well. And then we have the narrator. She's like, we could end the show here, but I bet you're wondering what happened to Joseph's family. And honestly, I'd be fine if they ended it here because I hate Canaan days. It's so long. It's so long. It's just slow. It's like they hold the note long, but it's like, that's the one joke. They hold the note long. They do it again. They do it again. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> really long this time. One exciting moment that does happen in it is this beautiful dance break between one of the brothers and a random fabulous dancer woman. Who is she? Is she a prostitute? I don't understand because then she leaves with Jacob, the father. Like he looks like he's gonna fuck her. They're like yeah. flirty flirty. They have to. What else are they doing? And at the end, like when they say who everyone played, they say she's a pachi dancer. That is a cool role. She literally comes in and the dance they do, it's partnering. All the other brothers are just watching and it is sexy. She drops into a split like three fucking times over and over again. And it is the saving grace of the number in my opinion because otherwise you're just like, okay, it's a kind of vaguely a French number. And I guess he's just so sad that Joseph was killed by a goat that they just give him prostitutes to take his mind off of things. Basically, they keep singing that everything's turned to shit since Joseph left. So they are having this kind of like change in character. And then at one point, the skeletons of their dead livestock come out and they cry over them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I was not prepared. Cause also I was like, what the fuck animal is that? I'm supposed to know what the skeleton is? Is that a goat? <laughs> I think there's a part in act one where it comes around with the live animals. So it's a callback. You're totally right. I think during Jacob and Sons, when they say like what his occupation is, they come around. So the brothers are like, look, this fucking sucks. Egypt has food. We're going to Egypt. So they show up on Joseph's doorstep. They don't recognize it's their brother. How? <laughs> well, he has a gold um, like wig but on. How do they not know his face? I guess he could have changed quite a bit. I don't know how many years he was in all these prisons and doing all these things, but it just seems odd. They should have put a beard on him. He has something more distinguishing because literally he just looks the same. He just has lots of gold on. Or they could have had it where he was like the neighbor on Home Improvement where there's always something in front of his face. (laughs) (laughs) Like people can lift paintings in front of his face like as he gets up and that's how they never see him. That's how they don't know. How would they keep that up throughout an entire show? I don't know. I mean, if they could do Lion King. Oh, that's a good point. Thanks. You can kind of use that as an excuse for anything in theater. If they could do Lion King, they could do... I can't believe that actually satisfied your question. You were like, yeah. That's fucking terrible. I was like, fair. So they are begging to their brother, unknown brother, for food. And he recognizes them. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with them. I love it. So he gives them a, a shitload of food, more corn. And it's huge corn. It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids corn. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but then it's baby corn. Do you know what I mean? The kind you get in Chinese food? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. By the way, I love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I talk about it a lot. Like five oh, times. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do too. Shout out to Rick Moranis. (laughs) (laughs) Canadian royalty. One of our sponsors. Oh my God, I wish. So as they're eating stuff in their faces, Joseph takes a 
cup and puts it in young Benjamin's bag. Mm, who is probably the most innocent of all the brothers as he's the youngest. Yeah, he's the baby. So they're about to leave and everyone's like, no, stop! <laughs> <laughs> drama. Drama, drama. There are sirens, there are lights going everywhere. It is scary. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Yeah, I'm stressed. Thinking about it, I'm getting stressed. <laughs> and he's like, someone stole my cup. And they all empty out their bags and Benji gets caught. Oh my God, this part as well sounds so Jesus Christ Superstar. Who's the thief? Oh yeah, musically. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Yeah. So Benjamin gets caught. He says he's going to throw him in jail. He's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And Judah stands up to sing Benjamin's Calypso. Because all these songs have a different vibe and a different genre behind them. All the time a new song will come up and you'll be like, where the fuck did this come from? Where the fuck did this come from? (laughs) I feel that especially with this one. So we get a kind of Caribbean, Jamaican steel drum moment. And it is really fucking fun. But it's also weirdly, I don't know, happy and optimistic and up-tempo for being like, it wasn't Benjamin. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would be like, holy shit, it wasn't him. But they're like, hey, yeah. it was a Benji. Woo. Yeah. Well, I think Judas is a schmoozer of the brothers. Mm. So they kind of sent him to um try to win him over. <laughs> Not a bad idea. All of these brothers do have different personalities. And me as a person who has not done the show or I was never obsessed with the show or anything. Now I fucking am that we fucking watched this. Mm-hmm. They do illuminate to you more as you watch watch them like who is what and that does make a ton of sense yeah he's the happy fun like the party guy holy shit i just remembered what we danced we hugged i kissed her after the pharaoh's number me and my roommate julia were so excited we were we hugged and we (laughs) 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 we danced and i kissed her i kissed her elbow (laughs) i do that sometimes we were so excited After the Pharaoh's big group number or after Pharaoh's story? No, after his Elvis number. Thank God. If you fucking did that after Pharaoh's story, I know you love fucking Maria Friedman, but I would have reached through the computer and choked you. Wow. Another mystery solved. Back to the story. So Joseph is very moved by the fact that all of his brothers really laid themselves down to be like, hey, Benjamin would not have done this. Take us. I love that Joseph had this one moment of being like, I'm going to be a bitch because he's such a good person. Yeah, he's earned that. But then he really feels for them when they're doing that. And he's like, guys, it's me. (laughs) It's me. Stupid. (laughs) So stupid. Everyone's happy and they fucking all forgive. Mm -hmm. Joseph forgives them. I would not forgive them. Oh, and their reactions when he says, it's me, your brother, when they all go up to him, it's pretty sweet. It's beautiful. And it ends with hugging baby Benjamin. Yeah, Benji. That's so fucking cute. So they make up, all the kids come on stage, they have a party, and then, and then for some reason, Jacob's wandering through the desert and collapses. Well, he's coming to Egypt, isn't he? Oh, do they say that? I think so. I think like he's coming because the brothers are like, come, come. Why wouldn't he get a camel or something? Why would he walk? I don't know. He's old. How old is he? But he was old when it started, you know? (sighs) So he collapses and out of the mist 
comes Donny Osmond on a gold chariot. It's amazing. It's pretty awesome. I want to be in a world where people roam around and things like that. It looks like something from Mario Kart Racing. Ooh, I love that. Who did you play as in Mario Kart? Oh, I was always Toad. Oh, really? Always. Yeah, I relate to Toad. I'm a Yoshi. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, shit. The Any Dream reprise happens, and then Joseph just sings to his dad, and, you know, Papa Jacob is so happy to see his favorite boy. And then, um, well, all the kids come on stage in their colored outfits, and they all, like, make, like, a star shape. What was that? Is that a... I don't know. What religion symbol is that? Was it not the Star of David? Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> And then that's it. And then we get the Joseph remix. Yeah, the Mega Mix. While the credits roll. Why don't all musicals do a Mega Mix? It's like this, Mamma Mia. Everyone should. I love it. Especially like a high tempo. On your feet. Oh, yes. What would be a show to have like a funny Mega Mix? Titanic. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The Secret Garden. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm crying. Okay. So, and then that's it. But we get a cool moment where we get bows in a way. Mm-hmm. I love when they do that. Me too. I always cry at bows. Do you? I'm so proud of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bows are cute though because it's nice to see some of these people not in their get-ups and in their cute teacher or head administration look. Yeah. I would never match some of the teachers to their characters. Yeah. Some of the brothers especially. Yeah. Oh my God. But Donnie Osmond's <gasps> bow. His douchey (laughs) hand twirl. I hate it. (laughs) He got a little hassle off. He got a little hassle off. Oh my god. Okay, ready. Fuck Mary Kill. It's all three of your men. (laughs) Oh shit. Hasselhoff, Sir Nicholas Cage. Sir. And Donald Osmond. Donald. This is not as hard as you'd think. I would marry Donny Osmond. No, I would fuck Donny Osmond because he's gorgeous, especially this era Donny Osmond. Holy crap. I would marry Hasselhoff. You would kill Sir Nicholas? I would because I'm not actually attracted to Nicholas Cage in any way, shape, or form. Oh, bullshit. But I think I would get on with Hasselhoff. Like, there's something about the getting drunk and lying on the floor eating a cheeseburger. That's my energy. And Nicolas Cage, love you, but you've done okay in life. That's fucked up. Let's have some fuck, marry, kill for you. Oh, shit. Potiphar. Oh, God. Jacob. And Reuben. <laughs> I don't even remember who fucking Reuben, which one that is. Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what he sounds like. I would kill Reuben because I can't pick him out in a crowd. How dare. That makes it better sometimes. I would. Oh my God. I would kill Potiphar. But he has money. I already killed Reuben. (laughs) I would marry Potiphar for the money. Yeah. And I would fuck Jacob because I can go outside and then be with the Apache dancer and and make love to her in the moonlight. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I'm rich. I'm making love to an Apache dancer. Reuben to be dead. And I already did that too. Ruben! All right, two things to say to close out. Just remember, we danced, we hugged, <laughs> I kissed. And just keep chilling. And just, just keep, keep chilling. chilling. <laughs> we love you guys. We love you. Just keep chilling. <laughs> Hi. 
High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowat for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming this on. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We love you.